daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation, both designed to help women get funded. And today I have an extraordinary guest. She is a Harvard alumni and she is the CEO and co-founder of the Leadership for Entrepreneurial Leadership. Please welcome to the show. Jill Johnson. Hi, Jill. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. And I know that our name can be a mouthful. It is the Institute for Entrepreneurial Leadership, or Eiffel, as we call it. So you can just say Eiffel. Eiffel. Okay. And I noticed that is uh, the website, right? It is. It's weareiffel.org. Right. And I'll spell that because a lot of people um, are listening only in audio. Uh, so it is W E W E R A R E and then I F E L. So we are Eiffel.org. And let's talk about that institute. But first, I just want to give a little bit of your background. You were just sharing with me that you're a Midwest girl because you were born in Iowa. Tell me a little bit about growing up there and how you made your way to, to New Jersey to do the work that you're doing now. Yeah, well, you know, truth be told, I grew up in mostly in New Jersey, and that's what I remember, uh, sort of by way of East Lansing, Michigan, when my parents were at Michigan State doing their graduate work. So I have very fond memories of college football in East Lansing. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I, I essentially have Midwestern roots, whatever that means. Um, most of my family is actually still in uh, in the Midwest. My parents were in Kansas and Missouri, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so, you know, that was kind of where I grew up going to visit in the summers, running around with like no shoes on and um, having lots of fun as a kid. It sounds like a great childhood. It was, it was going to visit grandparents in the summer. Um, but I did grow up in New Jersey and that was really where, you know, I think I kind of got that, that hustle and bustle of the East coast. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents were entrepreneurs. That's not something that they knew from their, their respective families. They were the first um, in their families to have their own business. And I do think that that came from uh, being on the East Coast, where it's just not uncommon for people to have you know, a, a business or, or a side hustle, uh, as it might be, uh, you know, or be involved in different um, business ventures. Right. And then uh, it looks like after Harvard, you worked for a while for Goldman Sachs. So I guess that's how you kind of got into this uh, financial world. Well, I really got into it um, seeing my parents and uh, their business as I was growing up. And I knew the world of business ownership. So I was hearing from a very young age, uh, you know, issues about cash flow and payroll and um clients paying late or, you know, issues like that. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I, I have the benefit Goldman, my Goldman experience took that to a different level right. and it was a different experience, but 
my foundation with business really started by observing my parents' journey through their uh, small business experience. And, you know, I'm glad you just said that because you're right. It was invaluable to have that Goldman Sachs experience to then bring to the entrepreneurial work that you're doing today, because every entrepreneur at some point needs funding and connections and mentorship in order to thrive. Right. And we as women um, are at a disadvantage uh, for that. And I know that's something that we're going to talk about at your upcoming event, the WOCON event, which is uh, when women of color um, connecting, connecting, women of color connecting. Yes, women of color connecting. So that's w o c c o n dot org. Uh, that's coming up March eighth uh, and 9th. For those that are uh, listening and want to participate, you can go to w o c c o n dot org and uh, join us. Uh, I'm going to be on a yeah, panel absolutely. there and. And we're very excited about that. Uh, it's March 8th through the 10th, and it's only 3, 3 p.m. Eastern uh, through about 6 p.m. Uh, we ha- and we'll have some networking at the end. So it's, again, just a few hours at the end of the day, but a time that um, we really believe people can spend thinking about the issues related to uh, access to capital for people who have been historically excluded, especially women of color, but also how it is that we can all be more connected, that we can um, expand our respective networks, that we can meet new people who we didn't know, um, and really just explore topics in a very honest and authentic way so that we can all elevate uh, the ideals in which we believe around inclusion and diversity. Right. We have to be each other's allies for sure. And you know, it was interesting. I was just on a call this morning because uh, I'm working on a film. And the story is that uh, this woman, she's a, a black female founder. Uh, she has raised uh, over a million dollars. She's getting ready to raise another million dollars and then looking to raise five million dollars. But she shared with me this morning that uh, statistics show that less than 100 uh, black women have raised uh, a million or more. And I was shocked at that statistic, although I don't know why I'm ever shocked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like you said, uh, women in general have a tough time getting funding. And then it's even harder for uh, women of color. And so I'm really glad that you're putting on this event to have that discussion, because we have to have discussions if we're going to solve these issues, right? right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I, th- I think, Catherine, that um, there are a lot of brilliant people that are out there who are doing really great work, and we have solved all sorts of issues, especially as of late, right, related to the pandemic even. Um, we can do this, too. If yeah, we yeah. Uh, really put our heads together and we decide that we want to be intentional about changing how things are working around access to capital. And uh, if we want to be more inclusive, we have to be intentional. And if we're intentional, I am very, very um, sure that we will come up with solutions. And that's really, again, what the WOCON Summit is all about. It is not an event that's just about women of color connecting to each other. It is really an event to convene the people who say that uh, they are allies and investors 
um, and champions who believe in women of color, well, this is an opportunity for all of them to get together, to, to deepen their understanding, and again, to figure out how do we move forward? How do we get capital into the hands of these amazing women who really just need an opportunity? Absolutely. And we do need that discussion. I'm really glad that you're doing this summit. And um, your work with the um, leadership, the Entrepreneurial Leadership Institute. Tell me about that. How do people get involved? What is that about? Yeah, really, Catherine, it is the outgrowth of what my uh, father says that he wished that they had had when they started their business. My father and I are the co-founders of the Institute for Entrepreneurial Leadership. Oh, we started awesome. it back in 2002 together. Um, and interestingly enough, I'll share that when we started it, we were originally thinking about starting a fund. And, you know, that would be for another show uh, to discuss that. But, you know, there were a whole host of reasons that we ended up getting steered into doing a nonprofit rather than uh, starting a fund. And as you can imagine, back in 2002, there was not the same appetite as there is today even. Um, so, we started the Institute for Entrepreneurial Leadership, again, to be that resource to provide the very high-touch, hands-on type of support that entrepreneurs need. I recognize that um, there is training, there much more training today than there was in 2002, but even then, there were some training programs, but having observed my parents' business and their experience and that of their peer companies, what and, and then having my Goldman Sachs experience layered on top of that, what I really understood was that um, just having a class or some training is not enough. It really requires that high touch, very hands-on type of support that others, and let's you know say uh, often white men, uh, or and I wouldn't even say white men. It's people with resources. It's, you know, people with resources have that type of support within their personal and professional networks. So they get that. If you don't have those people in your network, where do you go for that kind of help? And you, you know, you end up just making so many mistakes, which mistakes are natural. But if you make a lot of mistakes and you don't have a lot of resources, you can't, you know, do all of this failing forward and learning and <laughs> all the things that we like to say about failing, you know, failing can put you out of business really quickly because you just don't have the resources to recover. Right. And what I love about what you're doing is it takes a village. And so like you're saying, you know, when your parents were starting their business, they probably didn't have a village around them. And it is more than about just the funding, although the funding is incredibly important. It is about the mentorship and about the camaraderie of having other people that know what you don't uh, and the connections that are all so important in the success of an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And even just being able to ask a question, like let's say you have a simple legal or accounting question. Well, again, if you're a person with significant resources, typically there's someone in your family or within your, your network who you can, you know, pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know what? I have a couple of questions. Do you mind if I just run these by you? If you don't have that, then one, you often will just proceed without having that advice, which is, you know, could, could put you out of business. Um, or two, you're 
trying to pay for that. You're finding someone and, and paying them. But if you have limited resources, it's draining your, your funds from being able to spend that money on something else, on payroll. It, you know, it's, it's uh, shortening the runway that you have just to figure out how to get things right. Exactly. And um, when we think about, um, you know, getting funding uh, for women and for uh, people of color, um, we have to recognize, uh, I, I recently did a TED Talk called Fund Women, Save the World. And what I noted in that was that people tend to invest in people they identify with. And that's one of the problems. All of, you know, it is mostly white men that are making the decision. So they don't relate to products of people that are different from them. And so don't you think one of the solutions, and I see it's one of your efforts, um, for me, it's getting more women to become angel investors, but I saw one of your efforts is to get more black angel investors. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, one of the groups that um, we looked at was Golden Seeds and the work that they've done for many years. Um, and the impact that their work and the work of others, again, that who have focused on women, um, the impact that that has had in terms of getting more women involved in angel investing and the correlation uh, that has resulted has been more women-led uh, companies receiving angel investment capital. Well, there were two things that we said, well, one, even though people have said women broadly, we see that that hasn't really been so inclusive of uh, right. women of color, unfortunately. And um, when you look again at the at the numbers for the black population, um, we see very few black companies getting angel funding and the number of black investors being low. And so we said, well, hey, if this is working for white women, let's expand this and let's you know bring this to the black community because it's just not something that most of us um, grew up talking about around the dinner table, you know, and um, right. angel investing, as you know, is very clubby. Typically someone, you know, invites you into a deal or talks to you about their angel group. And if no one does that, you're just not part of the club. So we said, you know what, let's, let's open up this club. And, you know, I'm getting I'm also very helpful because now I see um, a lot of um, black owned started funds, uh, we could mention like, obviously, Arlen Hamilton at Backstage, um, Sarah Kunst, who's doing Clio Capital. And I just heard of one yesterday uh, that has a, a black female uh, general partner. It's brand new. It's called Fabric VC. So I wanted to share that with you. So there's also the Rising America Fund led by Lorene Pendleton. Um, and right. they have five uh partners that are that are running that she's the lead and I think they're they're running this but all are women of color you know this is this is what's hopeful right is that exactly what you and I are talking about the more we have women people of color LGBTQ um, in the angel investing and as limited partners in these venture groups, the more likely it is going to accelerate the funding of people that reflect those people. And so that's why it's so important that we have conversations like this and conferences and summits like the one that you're doing to talk about 
the solution, not just about the problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, going back to something that you said, you know, about having more people, about people um, investing in those who look like them, right? Or who are like them or from their same backgrounds or what have you. And that being a problem, you know, I guess, Catherine, I recognize that that is actually just human nature, right? We all gravitate to people who are like us often. We all do it. Um, The challenge has been that there are uh, groups that have been excluded from even being able to do that. And there's no pathway into the power structure that enables people to then do that within their own communities. You know, if you had people from all communities and all walks of life who were participating, who were included, there would be more inclusion, right? By the very nature. Yes, and yes. The, the challenges is that, that that power structure and the capital is remaining concentrated. The other thing that, you know, we really look at is the fact that there's this argument, well, um, uh, we invest for a return. So we have to be focused on our return. We can't focus on, you know, being inclusive kind of thing, you know, and that's deemed to be social or, um, you know, othered, right? And what I say is that if you are truly focused on returns, you should be more inclusive. You should be looking Absolutely. at, you know, uh, white women, black women, um, Asian, uh, you know, Native American, like you should be looking at every single group in on in every possible corner for innovation. And the example kind of that I give is the Negro Baseball League and the Major League Baseball, right? Is that MLB thought that they had all the best players until they figured out they didn't. When the Negro League baseball players came over to the MLB and you had some that didn't work out, true, but you had others that rose to the very top and were at the top of the league. And so there's no way that you can say that you are about returns if you're not truly being inclusive to know that you are producing the best returns. You're, you're simply, you know, looking for um, uh returns that are within a certain group and you have the best of that group, but you don't really know that you have the best that is available. And, you know, I recently read that uh, 55% of uh, entrepreneurs uh, are immigrants. So, you know, you're, you're really leaving out a lot of brain power and a lot of opportunity when you do that. I think that what we're saying is on one hand, there do need to be more people at the table that look like the rest of the world in the financial decision-making. But at the same time, the people that are at the table now need to also consider a bigger pool of people to invest in. So I think both of those things are true. I think the good thing about seeing more uh, people of color starting their own funds and having great success is that it will then raise awareness to people uh, that have not been investing 
in uh, people different than themselves to stand up and look at, oh, I'm actually missing out on a whole plethora of opportunity, and then they will start to cross over. So I think it's moving in that direction. It's got a long way to go. A very long way to go. (laughs) Very long way to go. But at least we're having this conversation and making some slow progress. Perhaps conversations like this will help accelerate it by bringing awareness. I hope that that's the case. Absolutely. And and that's what it's all about. I mean, it starts with the conversation. It starts with awareness. Um, You know, we really try to create the Wocon Summit as uh, as a very safe space to have conversations so that if people are there and asking questions, um, you know, there's, you're not penalized for asking questions. You're not canceled because you don't know. Um, we all don't know different things about other people. So we have to have a place um, and, and an opportunity to ask, to find out, to be open, to be honest, to be truthful, and then to decide together to act. And that's really what we want to see. You know, it's great talking about things. And we see a lot of the corporations that have done all these, you know, big pledges and all these things that they're going to do, et cetera. And, you know, then you look kind of a year later and well, what's actually happened? What's changed? And, um, we really are doubling down on the fact that um, it's individuals who need to change first before they can even change their corporations or larger institutions. We have to change as individuals and we have to decide to act. So that's what we want people to do is to come together and act. And it's a lot more fun doing it with a group of folks that you know all want to do this together and that are open and um enjoying the journey of making all of this happen. I love that. Thank you for creating this platform for people to join. I'm honored to be on a panel there. I hope our listeners will take the time to come join this conversation because what a unique opportunity. It's wocon.org. That's W-O-C-C-O-N.org. And where can they find out about it on uh, social, Jill? Yeah, we're at W-O-C Connecting on uh, Twitter and Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, actually. Okay, great. And where could they also learn about the um, Entrepreneurial Leadership uh, Institute so that they can, um, you know, perhaps maybe join there? Yeah, uh, again, on social media, we're at uh, We Are Eiffel on all of our social media. Um, I encourage people to go to our website. We actually do have a number of opportunities for skills-based volunteerism. So we really encourage people. Again, that's another great way to get involved and to make a difference um, and to be part of that network of support, as we call it, a circle of support for whether it's small, regular kind of main street businesses that are of most interest to you or the the, the high-tech, potentially scalable businesses. Um, that we serve through uh, Women of Color Connecting. We have opportunities to engage with either type of business, um, but volunteering, uh, just the regular everyday skills that you use in your job um, can make all the difference in the world for just unlocking the potential of these business owners that we support. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. It's so important and so uh, uplifting and uh, just gives us some hope that things are going to change and move in a better direction. So um, please, everyone, join us at WOCON uh, March 8th through the 10th and uh, also visit the Institute site. Perhaps it's something that could help you with your entrepreneurial experience. Jill, thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, everyone, please follow us, She Angel Investors. Uh, visit our website, sheangelinvestors.com, where we have an e-course called Six Ways to Fund Your Business. And uh, you can follow me, Catherine Gray, at Invest in Her on Instagram as well. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Make it a great day. Thank you again, Jill. And I will see you at Wocon. Thanks, Catherine. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.